This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. When you first made, you know, first asked the question, I wasn't sure it was a good question. But the more I think about it, it actually is a good question. And Chris Ello. I lock him up and throw away. Lock him up! It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! Plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. What's up, Sandy Eagle? Two o'clock on this lovely Wednesday afternoon after what seems like a consistent flow of gray clouds. A little sun peeked out today, and some new friends appeared in the building. <laughs> Frank Marchese sitting in for Matt Scraby, who is uh, out on the out on the right now, having himself a ball. We might check in with him later, replacing Chris Ello, none other than Sam Levitt. What's up? We're What's doing up? our best, uh, Chris and Scraby impressions. Yes, yes, it- you will get four hours of their impression today, so uh, we'll get a chance to see what these gentlemen are made of. But no doubt. Uh, a lot of news going today. Yeah. Specifically in the last 20 minutes, Padres have added Nelson Cruz uh, to the roster. One year, one million, according to Dennis Lynn. Uh, says uh, sources say the player, <laughs> by the way, this is the general manager of the uh, Dominican Republic team uh, in the WBC. So Manny will be playing with his GM <laughs> along with Juan Soto, yeah. who is also a part of this. But listen, I, for one, I, I ran into Nelson uh, during the winter meetings when we were down there doing the show. Uh, a good, good guy. I, I mean, he is perfect for this locker room. I still think he's got a little bit in the tank. He's going to get a chance to DH uh, pretty consistently. He's, he's probably be the right-hand version uh, on days when maybe Carpenter is, is not in that DH spot. And uh, what have we talked about in terms of the Padres? We talked a lot about depth. This is a good depth piece for, you know, compared to what this market is going for right now at a pretty good price, Sam. It is. I mean, it's a really low-risk move, right? One year, $1 million. He is 42 years old, does have some power. He showed that with Washington last year. 
But you're right. From a depth perspective, it's it's low risk and I suppose high reward. If he's somebody that can play, you know, every few days, come off the bench, provide some veteran leadership. If he's close with Manny and close with Juan Soto, that's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing for the clubhouse as a whole. So um, it's it's a, a low risk and I think high upside move, a depth move. It'll be interesting, Tony, to see on the opening day roster what the the totality of the outfield unit looks like because you know maybe it's uh, you know Soto and obviously then you have the Fernando piece of it that comes in later in April, but with uh, Soto and with Grisham and with Adam Engel and Jose Azokar, Nelson Cruz, maybe uh, somebody like an Azokar doesn't make the opening day roster. We'll see. This is all just... It's Carpenter you know, can play a little yeah, bit of Carpenter too, right. as, as well. So. so so we'll see how it all shakes out, but I think a really low-risk, high-upside move, one year, $1 million, why not? Listen, I, I mean, when you think about it, right, this is uh, a part of a team that is going for it, right? I, I mean, Nelson Cruz is is a nice insulary piece that that comes onto this ball club. And as I mentioned, I can't say enough about the type of dude he is, the type of respect that he'll have immediately walk into that, into that locker room. Um, And as I said, I I think he can still be productive. Uh, I can tell you it's tough for an older player to be on a team like the Nationals, where right. there is you're not competing for anything, it didn't help. He got off to a pretty slow start last year to go along with the the mess that they had in terms of wins and losses. Um, but I, I think this could be a value piece, as you said, low risk, low reward. Um, AJ Preller just continue <laughs> continues to just keep you know plugging away and making moves that. May not be huge on on the surface, but I think over time you, you get a chance to see the value of it. Yeah, and, and I think again, like it, it, it's almost reminiscent of the Robinson Cano signing midway through last year, in the sense of again, low risk. You're not paying him very much. You're you know paying him to come in, play every few days, come off the bench, pinch hit, and if it doesn't work out, let's say he's not performing, let's say there's not really playing time for him. However, it all shakes out I, I you know the worst that happens is that at some point during the year it's over and it's run its course and you spent one million dollars so i'm with you from a depth perspective I, I really don't have any any problem with it and look i mean for a team that has world series aspirations and we've talked about it you know with some of the moves they made like carpenter and like the adam angle move you know these little moves they are important for teams that have the aspirations the Padres do, the pieces around the stars, the guys that can come off the bench, the veteran leadership. I mean, you know, we spend a lot of time during the course of a season talking about the clubhouse, talking about the leadership, when things aren't going well, who steps up, who, um, you know, takes the reins of a ball club, moves like this, veterans like this, and in somebody in Nelson Cruz who maybe is close with somebody like Manny, with somebody like Juan Soto, they have the relationship from the World Baseball Classic now. You know, that these kinds of moves go beyond what maybe the production in the batter's box is. But, you know, for a team that has the aspirations the Padres do, little things like this, they can be a pretty big deal. I I don't know that you could have hit on a a better point because um, this team isn't lacking of talent. This this isn't a move that puts them over the top talent-wise. But it very well could be a move that when they run into a rocky spot, during the course of 162, and inevitably they do, um, there's more voices now like that are all pulling the rope that guys can, can – it's nice to have multiple leaders in a clubhouse because 
Not everybody is going to um, be the same type of leader. And, and I, I think uh, Nelson fits into this locker room well. And so uh, we'll see how it all shakes out as we get into spring training and, and see this thing, this puzzle kind of be put together by A.J. Preller and Bob Melvin. Yeah, it's it's I think you made a really good point there. It's important that you are ready for those spots of the season where things go They're south. It's really important, and especially for this team. There are very high expectations. There's a ton of star power. And you can almost bet that at some point you will go through through a rocky stretch. I mean, this team could win 100-plus games. I don't know. We'll see how it all shakes out over the course of 2023. But there will be stretches and there will be moments, just like there is for every baseball team, really, in any given season, where you are tested. And um, having veterans, having guys like a Nelson Cruz, you know, and and guys that others in the clubhouse are are close with and have a relationship with potentially it, it is. It's um it's important. So I I'm with you. I'm fascinated to see how AJ Preller continues to build out this roster, add the pieces around the superstars. Obviously, the starting rotation is probably an area where they might still address things, but it's uh, it's it's fascinating to see how this is all coming together, at least before opening day. This is where you know this is why my excitement is is, is high for this ball club. You mentioned those inevitable spots where things go south. The Padres have had to deal with that in in abundance in the last two seasons. One year they didn't quite know how to deal with it. They I, I thought they learned from that in, in twenty twenty two where they were able to kind of lean on some of those hardships that they had in in, in 2021, and it made them better. So I see it as them only getting stronger in their resolve in those moments because they've now been through it in two years consecutively where they finally figured out what they have to do to pull themselves out. Having those type of veteran voices, I think, help you kind of weather the storm. Now, we'll get more into the Padres roster and how it looks uh, via free agency later on in the show, but uh, we got a, a bang up show for you today. Uh, Jovan Buha, who writes for the Athletic, he covers the Lakers. He's going to join us in the three o'clock hour uh, later on in this hour. A good buddy of mine, a guy who kind of helped me cut my teeth in this industry, David Vassay. He covers the Dodgers. I finally am going to get him on here. And I'm he's gonna... never been on. He's never. He, hold on, David Vasse. Now I know from Padres season, you you and David are close. We are. David Vasse has never been on. He has never wow. been on. And I'll tell you what, he certainly hasn't been on since his uh, how shall we the say accident. incident yes. in Milwaukee. So please believe he's going to get a ribbing from me once he does come on here, and then we'll talk. You know, you know where the Dodgers are because this is the first time in. Uh, a long time that I can remember that they're going to do a season and by all accounts not be the favorite to win this division. I, I mean, listen, they still have a very talented roster, but on paper, uh, I don't think there's any question the Padres have the better roster. It is as interesting a Padres-Dodgers dynamic as it's been in a long time for for a variety of reasons. Number one, coming off the NLDS and what the Padres did to the Dodgers in the NLDS. The fact that the Padres have gone out, added somebody like Xander Bogarts, and at some point this season we'll get Bogarts and Fernando Tatis Jr. back, but also what the Dodgers have not done this offseason. It has been a, and I I don't know if it's going to end up being for better or for worse. We're going to see how it plays out over the course of this season, maybe next season as well, 
but it has been a very different offseason where the Dodgers have said, we're not going to go out and spend a ton of money and go sign some big free agent. They are saying, you know what, we've got some guys that are ready to play that have not had the ability to play because we've had guys in front of them for so long. Um, it's been a very different offseason in L.A. So it is. I think the Dodgers, honestly, are fascinating going into this year. Yeah, no doubt. So we'll, we'll definitely cover that with Dave Vasse. Uh, uh, other news today. I, it's finally official, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we've zigged, we've zagged, and we've finally come to the destination. And that we, Carlos Correa, has finally come <laughs> to his destination. The physical is finished. He is actually a Minnesota he, twin. He had the press conference. He had to put press on the conference. jersey. <laughs> You'll get a chance to hear from him uh, in a little bit. In NFL news, Demar Hamlin, who I mean, it, honestly, it feels like a a. It doesn't feel like that long ago that all of us were were really concerned about Demar Hamlin and, and what was going to come of that incident. Well, he was discharged from the Buffalo Hospital. I, I think this is a remarkable yeah. recovery under the circumstances that, what, just last Monday seemed dire, and, and he's being discharged. It is it is truly a blessing to see this man walk out of a hospital. I don't know if he actually walked out of a hospital, to, but to be well enough to leave the hospital uh, is, is quite remarkable. The idea that this happened last Monday night, and it is Wednesday, it is less than 10 days after, and he is leaving the hospital, is, is I'm with you, yeah. remarkable. Yeah. It, and just the, the medical personnel, the doctors, the, the people that resuscitated him on the field. I mean, I know they were honored in Buffalo last week. I mean, they should be honored throughout the postseason, at the Super Bowl, whatever it is. I mean, just remarkable job by by those medical professionals in in the hospital and um, just terrific terrific news outside of the actual incident in itself everything that has transpired because of this incident is what makes society this is the good part of society i mean you saw a country really come together in prayer for a guy uh, who almost lost his life on the football field. You saw the donations that came out. I mean, this it was a representation of all that is good uh, about what we can do yeah. when all of us are in, in the same boat and pulling in the same direction. And it's a reminder of how important and talented and remarkable you know, the people that, that work with these teams are, yeah. the medical yeah. personnel. I mean, Tony, you and I are around it with the Padres training staff. I mean, in the minor leagues, I was around it a ton. You know, yeah. all the different trainers and strength and conditioning folks that are around these teams and organizations, um, they are so important and they can be so impactful. And when disaster strikes, they are the most important people in the stadium. So um, just uh, a remarkable story. I'm, I'm with you. It shows you a lot of... Uh, the, the good in humankind in a number of different ways. And just um, I'm so happy yeah, for DeMar yeah. and his family and, and the Bills and the NFL that, that this story has progressed the way it has. It's been a long time since I've gone to bed after watching a sporting event with that feeling going to sleep. Like, I, I don't know DeMar Hamlin at all, but it was tough for me to sleep worried about, you know, what I was going to see when I checked my phone mm. the following day. And uh, as you said, to get here on a, on the following Wednesday and be in this circumstance is, is nothing short of remarkable. Now, uh, what's not remarkable is my partner, Chris Ella. I am sure he is somewhere hurting right now. 
with Tua Tonga Viola being yeah. uh, ruled out for uh, this playoff game. I don't think he thought he was going to play anyway, but to have the news be final, finalized, yeah, the the the, the Dolphins are going to need a miracle. The Bills were going to win this game by a lot, <laughs> even if Tua played with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. With what we saw against the Jets, that ain't it. It, uh, it may be a forty point game. That ain't it at all. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the potpourri of yeah. of what's and I, going and on. I don't, there. I don't think Tua should be playing based on the concussions this year, and you know. Two that have been documented, and and maybe a third that wasn't called. Well, I mean, I don't want to get into right. what that was, was questionable, what, what was and what wasn't. But um, yeah, Skylar Thompson, he did not inspire much confidence <laughs> last week. So no, no he it, it's going to be a, a big day. In no, he yeah. did not. All right, uh, there you have it. That's the lineup. Still got a big five. We got a okay, now we have a Chris versus fan. We give a Tony versus the fan. Daily Gambit. All of it as you know it. More Gwen and Chris. On the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Two twenty-one on the clock. As I mentioned in the opening segment, the journey has come to an end for Carlos Correa. He lands finally in Minnesota, where he played last year. Played well, I might say. And uh, what has, I'm sure, has been a... Although he didn't sound like, he sounded pretty good. And he got $200 million, so I'm sure there's plenty of reason to sound pretty good. Uh, but I would have felt like there would have been a little more stress uh, in his voice. I mean, you lose a contract for 375 then you lose one for 315 and you end up with 200 which is, don't get me wrong, it's not shabby, but it ain't 315 he he did sound very upbeat for somebody yeah. that lost a guaranteed $150 million at some point in this offseason. Yeah. Uh, good for Minnesota. I'm actually really happy for Twins fans in Minnesota because it is not common that 
the Twins get a player like this via free agency, a player uh, like this uh, uh, to this kind of contract, uh, the caliber of a Carlos Correa. So I'm actually, in that sense, like for Minnesota, for the Twins, and maybe in some aspects for baseball, I'm I'm kind of happy with the way it played out. Yeah, it's it's a credit, I think, to the Minnesota Twins organization. We we had Dan Hayes on yesterday, who covers them through MLB and on the Athletic, and um, one of the things that was pretty clear was. Uh, going back to last year, recruiting him to Minnesota, they rolled out the red carpet. And it sounds like Carlos Correa is is the type of man who has his family close. And that's not just his close family. That's his, his mother-in-law, his yeah. father-in-law. And the twins opened the doors for all of them. And, you know, that... I can tell you that goes a long way with players who, you know, have families and, and and prioritize that. And it sounds like although Minnesota may not have been the first or second option, it was a comfortable option nonetheless once they got down to brass tack. The, the Twins knew what they were getting. They had already had these MRIs, had these pictures. Right. Um, and so they weren't scared off by it. And, uh, you know, as I said, it's probably been a pretty frustrate, frustrating um, time for him, but he was able to get through it. Now, we heard from him today. There was a press conference. He actually put the jersey on, which means you know he passed the physical. And he talked about some of those injuries. The injury, um, how should I say it? The, uh, the leg issue. The leg yes. issue. Yeah, you know, one thing I learned throughout the whole process was that doctors have a difference of opinions. Um, I had a lot of doctors uh, tell me that I was fine. Um, I had a lot of doctors. I have some doctors that said um, you know, it wasn't so fine. Um, it was, it was, it was shocking to me because since I had the surgery, I never missed a game. I never got in treatment in my ankle. I never, my ankles never hurt. Um, so, you know, when, when the news came, uh, it was a little shocking. Um, but, um, I'm ready to, you know, I'm in my mind, uh, with, with the expertise of some doctors, um, named doctors like Dr. Elitrash telling me that, you know, it's, it's, the ankle is great. It's in a great shape. Uh, Dr. Kemp here telling me that I'm in outstanding shape, um, even better than last year, he told me so. Um, so uh, that mentally going to next season for the rest of my career, I'm going to treat it like I've always treated, just going to compete every single day, give my everything out there on the field, and uh, help my organization win championships. So you heard Carlos Correa there talk about the difference in opinions yeah. of the doctors. Yeah. And, and this is what now... If this story continues beyond the, the contract getting signed, this is what I want to know. What what did the doctors in San Francisco and New York see that they weren't okay with that the Minnesota doctors are okay with? Or, or in general, what is the fear? That's what I want to understand. And I'm not saying, I mean, I have no idea. I haven't looked at his leg or, or would know what I'm looking at. But that's, to me, Tony... The the really interesting part. What is yeah. the fear? Like, what was the issue? Like it, at a certain age, are, are you saying his ankle's going to crumble? Like the the plate in there is going to like what is it that you see that scares you? Because you're right. Right now, we're this contract's going to be signed, and it's not that it sounds like they were concerned about right now. There, it sounds like the concern is down the line as you get deeper into the into the to the contract now. The way I read this is that although Minnesota signed him to the six-year deal with a vesting option for four more, they were comfortable until we got to that six-year range. Right. Uh, whereas it sounds like the Mets didn't quite get to that 
200 number in 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 the same amount of years. Uh, it sounded like it took more years to get there, and then there was no guarantees beyond that. Um, so it sounds like all three teams uh, weren't comfortable long term wise. But at least the twins, and I don't even know if six term six years could be termed short term. I mean, that's, that's six years of your life, and it's going to be of his prime years. And right, you're right. Right now, this conversation will 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 be dead for now. But man, I tell you, if six years down the line, Carlos Correa is still doing what he's doing right, right. now, there's going to be some doctors with some egg on their face. Now I, he mentioned Doctor Elitrus, who I've worked with personally, and he's, uh, in my opinion, one of the better doctors out there. All of these doctors who are looking at him, and as you said, those are two top doctors in Major League Baseball. You hear those names often, Kemp and Elitraj. Yet there were other two doctors who are just as credible um, that said, you know, and I like what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not willing to put my word as as a stamp of approval on this. It seems like what is maybe consistent is that doctors looked at it and said, when they're advising the teams, I suppose, that Signing Carlos Correa to a guaranteed deal of 10, 11 years is not what you should be doing. And then maybe it became a discussion with Correa, with the Mets, with the Giants, with the Twins of, okay, if we're going to sign a guaranteed five, six-year deal, who is, who's giving us the most money? And there were reports that the Mets basically wanted to cut their initial offer in half, which wouldn't have been the $200 million no. that Correa got from the Twins. There was this quote today from Scott Boris. I didn't find the audio of it. It was in an ESPN article from Jesse Rogers, and I actually think Scott Boris kind of sums it up perfectly. Quote-unquote, this scenario is about a large separation in the orthopedic community about functional fitness and clinical exam versus looking at an MRI. It's a dramatic chasm between how some doctors feel and how other doctors feel about the longevity of a player's performance. This is so true, and this is part of – this is the nerd part, right, that you know, most of you guys will kind of gloss over because it's not really that entertaining. But there is a transition happening in, in health and sports where, you know – there's an old school way of looking at things, and there is a new school work thing. And you're talking about functional movement. That's that's relatively new to yeah. the the the. Not, and I shouldn't say relatively new. I mean, it's been in, involved in a little bit while, but it's still coming in to the sport. And so you're going to have doctors who who are up to date and 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 agree with some of the new science. You're going to have doctors that are are skeptical of it. And so, and and so that sch- that schism that he talks about is real. I, I, I've I've seen it with my own eyes before. It, it, you know what he when he says functional fitness and clinical exam versus looking at an MRI. What that says to me is that MRI probably doesn't look great. Right. But the fact that Carlos Correa has performed the way he has, he's the athlete he is. He hasn't had an issue with it. Is the other side of it, but there's something really not and, good with the MRI, and and this happens a lot with pitchers because you look at a, 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 a thrower's MRI, and I can promise you, none of them look good at all. But then you have to weigh that with, um, you have to then weigh that with what you're seeing in terms of the production on the field. Now, I think pitchers go through this so much more often. I think doctors are a, a lot more comfortable with maybe an ugly MRI than what you might see on an ankle. You don't see ugly right. MRIs and ankles very much, and considering he's a position player, he's playing a premium position, you can see how some doctors would, would be a little, little uh, skeptical 
on how long to give him a deal. But nevertheless, Carlos Correa ends up where he wants to be. Um, listen, I, this is this is good. This is really good for a small market team being able to lock yeah. up a player um, of this caliber. And now you can build around a guy like Carlos Correa. And when you're a, 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 an organization like Minnesota, having a piece like this in the middle of that is a, a clear advantage. Yeah, I, I like it for baseball, honestly. I like it for Minnesota. That's a good fan base there in the Twins. It's a beautiful ballpark. And I like, like you were saying, they have a face of the organization, a really, really good player. I'm happy for Carlos Correa. I mean, it's a lot of money. Look, it's, yeah, it's hard to yeah. feel bad for, for guys when they're making this much money. But... You know, the, the saga is over. He makes a, a good, good amount. He makes a lot of money at the end of the day. Not what he thought he was going to get, but he right. makes a lot of money, um, you know, for his family. He has a baby now. And, and like you were saying, his family uh, extended. Um, I look, I'm happy for them. I'm happy it worked out. And I, you know, it's kind of shocking. And maybe this says something about Carlos Correa, at least from what I, I saw in that press conference, nothing. You know, no ill will uh, no. towards anybody. At, at least, at least outwardly. Yeah. I'm well, sure we'll he has a black right, book right. somewhere that there's some teams written down there that right. he's he's going to try to absolutely demolish. Listen, according to to Carlos, this was all always one of the the spots that he felt like he could feel comfortable landing in. Well, uh, Minnesota was always uh, in that small group of uh, teams that I told Scott at the beginning of uh, of a free agency. You know, the the whole free agency process. Uh, it's, it's a very complicated process, as we know, and a lot of things happen along the way. But at the end of the day, all that matters is that I'm here. I'm going to represent this city. I'm going to represent this organization. I'm going to do it the right way. I'm going to play hard every single day. I'm going to be out there in the community helping as much as I can. And all that matters is what I do from this moment forward uh, for this organization. I'm really focused on that. I'm really focused on giving my all. Me and my family are going to be very dedicated to this city, and uh, that's going to be for a long time. So we're very happy and excited. And I know people hear that and, and may laugh and scoff and think that Carlos Correa is, is is putting it on a little thick there. But if you if you listen to our show yesterday and Dan Hayes talk about how he really enjoyed his time in Minnesota last year, uh, this sounds uh, on par with with what we heard last night. Yeah, and I. I do believe the first part of that that answer, where he says that Minnesota was in the initial group. Now, I don't necessarily think at the top that, of the that group. yeah, <laughs> and, or that the Twins entered again until very recently, until it became maybe a reality to Correa and Scott Boris that this this isn't going to be a three hundred plus million dollar deal yeah. from anybody. Yeah. So once it got to that point, I, I think probably the Twins became a more realistic option, but. Um, again, you know, I know, and we're, we're, we've kind of said it a few times, but good for good for Carlos, good for the Twins. I'm I'm happy for for Minnesota. Like they got a really really good player. He's an excellent postseason performer, and he has the chance to be a, an MVP there in Minnesota. And um, you know, also like from from this perspective too, you know, Carlos has a little something to prove now yeah, over the yeah, course of does. this contract. He does, you know, to to people and doctors and teams that did not want to give him that ultimate huge contract that the other guys in his class got this offseason. Yeah. Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, um, you know, guys like Aaron Judge, the huge contracts that went out. Amazingly, Carlos Correa did not really get one. The the irony in that is listen to to Dan Hayes yesterday, the Twins had a, had after, you know, the Correa ship had, had floated away at the point at that point. Their plan was to go after Xander Bogarts, but the Padres blew them out of the water with the deal they gave them. And so, ironically, the Padres taking Bogarts 
is what ends up allowing Carlos Correa to end up back in Minnesota after all the chips fall where they are. All right, we got to get to break. We are well late getting to to that break. When we come back, David Vassay joins the show. Oh, this should be a lot, a lot of fun. More Gwen and Chris on the way. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. On the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Sam Levitt filling in for our man Chris Ello, Frank Marchese in for Matt Scraby, who's hitting the links today. I hope he's having a uh, terrific day on the, the golf course. Uh, L- luckily, he got a nice day out of all the rain. He did. So good he, for picked the, he picked the perfect day to 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 take off and, and play some golf. Good to be Scraby. <laughs> it really is. It definitely is. <laughs> uh, can you ever really get enough of 97 3 the fan catch up? On anything you missed with the Ben and Woods and John Contreras show, as well as Gwen and Chris podcast right now on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and joining us here uh, is is a very, very special guest. Uh, this man helped me get my foot, get my feet wet in this industry. Dave Vassay covers the Dodgers, joins us here on Gwen and Chris, Gwen and Chris in the premier Chevrolet Carlsbad fan hotline. David, how are you, man? Are you enjoying your off season? I am, Tony. Great to be on with you guys. Great to hear your voice. Fresh from Maui, if you could believe I it. I saw. There last week. I yeah, saw baby. you jumping off of boats into the ocean. You're having a good old time. Hey, I got to live life, man. I'm not sure if it's midlife crisis or the Padres <laughs> coming of age, but I got to go crazy. Well, uh, first, I, I, I'm happy that you've gotten outside of the baseball realm. It was a rough year for you, man. Not only... Did you, did the squad that you cover get have an early exit? But you had some bumps and bruises along the way, man. How are we recovering with the arm and, and rib cage there? Yeah, well, uh, I guess I'll have to make the trip to Milwaukee. I would like to <laughs> skip that trip, but I'll uh, I'll have to make it back there with the team at the beginning of May. Um, I know I'm back to full strength, Tony, because my jump shot's back. Oh, so there watch you go. out when I see you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I, it was interesting, David, because I saw you around the all. I think at the All Star game. I don't remember if you were still in the sling or not, but we saw your your progression with the recovery as the uh, season went along and into the postseason. So good to hear you're uh, doing better. I'm jealous. The Maui trip. I got to get to Hawaii. Uh, let's talk about the Dodgers. Uh, been uh, an interesting off season. Uh, we were talking about it uh, earlier in the hour. A bit of a different offseason for the Dodgers than what we're accustomed to seeing. How would you sum up the L.A. Dodgers offseason so far heading into 2023? 
Yeah, it was pretty quiet. I think that's the best way to sum it up. Uh, they basically were very measured and I think in some respects had some sticker shock from the way the free agent market went. Um, they decided not to bring back Tyler Anderson uh, for what the Angels gave him. And that turns out to be a huge bargain by the Angels before, uh, you know, the open market really skyrocketed with all this money that was being thrown around. And for the Dodgers after that, you know, they said that they weren't reluctant to go over the luxury tax, uh, but they would do it for the right player. This would be the third straight year going over the tax, and they did try to pursue Justin Verlander, which would have put them over that tax threshold. So uh, what they told us by their actions was there were no players outside mm -hmm. of Verlander that they really wanted to go over that tax for. David, you, you and I had a, a couple conversations towards the end of the year as it pertains to the young, talented guys who – had virtually been blocked because of the guys that were in front of them. You still had both turners in that lineup. That pre-made things difficult for the likes of of Lux and Vargas. Uh, it seems like the Dodgers are going to turn over the reins to, to a few of these young guys. What do you expect? Are they prepared to handle it? Or is this one of the things we're going to have to sit back and find out? Yeah, I think we all have to find out, Tony. Uh, not only Miguel Vargas and James Outman, who's show glimpses in the short time that he got the opportunity before they made the trade for Joey Gallo. But Gavin Lux, right now, he's the Dodgers opening day shortstop. I think all three of those guys are going to play a pivotal role at the beginning of the year to see what direction the Dodgers need to go at the trade deadline. Can Lux handle it every day? Miguel Vargas, what's his position? Can he handle second base? He's going to get a lot of time at second base with Muncie at third base. And who's the Dodgers center fielder? I think that's mm. a huge question with Cody Bellinger being non-tendered and subsequently signing with the Cubs. So up the middle right now, the Dodgers went from Trey Turner, Gavin Lux, and Cody Bellinger to Gavin Lux, Miguel Vargas, and a combination of Trace Thompson, James Outman, and maybe some Mookie Betts. Um, that's not as strong up the middle as you would like a defending NLS champion to be going into the season. Yeah, and David, to follow up on on that, I mean, it's it's obviously a, a bit of a not a bit of a, a very different way of going about the off season and constructing a roster. What the Dodgers are doing this off season as compared to what they've done in the past when they've gone out and been very very active on the big time free agent market. I mean, personally for you, David, what, do do you like? This approach from the Dodgers, is there a feeling that, that maybe it's something different that over the course of the next year or two might prove to be ultimately, I, I suppose, more successful? Well, I, I think everybody's, I guess, outlook on the playoffs is a little bit different after last year, considering the Dodgers won the most games in the National League since the 1908 Pirates and were bounced in the first round by the Padres. Now, I have my own opinions on why they had such a um, basically a no-show in the first round, but the Phillies proved that you don't have to win 100 games yeah, yeah. to t make a run. And right now, I, I would say it's going to come down to the final two weeks of September to decide who's going to win the NL West. And if it's the Padres or Dodgers that are the wild-card team, the Padres showed you can make a deep run even if you don't win your division. So I, I feel like 
the Dodgers' outlook on the playoffs and I think a lot of other teams moving forward has changed after what we saw last year with the expansion of the playoff teams. Mm. Dave Essay joins us here on Gwen and Chris, the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. He covers the Dodgers. And, and Dave, I, I, what was your – or was there a consensus of – really a, a I guess a come-together feeling about what the Dodgers ended up looking like in that last round that they got eliminated against the Padres. They had dominated the Padres throughout the regular season. Uh, what was the organization's takeaway, I should say, from that series, and how will it affect uh, going forward into this next season? Well, it was a different tone than many of us expected from Andrew Friedman after his season-ending press conference where he basically was not going to make wholesale changes as far as personnel or even approach Mm. into the postseason, where the Dodgers have had a very uh, consistent approach to the way they handle things in the playoffs. Uh, A lot of us were expecting him to say, you know what, maybe we have to look at the way we go about things in the postseason because it really hasn't worked outside of 2020 and 2017. Um, But he basically stayed the course and said he doesn't expect his team to be 0 for 20 with runners in scoring position in the middle of a series. Um, And he credited the Padres for uh, being a hot team at the time. Now, me talking to players, they feel like they let an opportunity slip away and agreed with me that they did not take the Padres seriously Mm -hmm. and they did not treat it like a playoff series. Uh, It was a very convenient trip to San Diego. They all treated it like they do during the regular season where they drive separately and arrive at the team hotel at different times. As you know, Tony, that's a lot different, yeah. and you guys know it's a lot different when, let's say, you're outside of California and you're on the team bus together, you're on the team flight together. It, it kind of brings the urgency of the playoffs. And talking to, to some veterans on the Dodgers uh, about a month after they were eliminated, they agree that we should have done something differently. We maybe should have taken a player-only bus to San Diego because it was apparent to me that the Dodgers did not realize the playoffs had started until they got to Petco Park, and by then it was way too late. It's interesting because the Padres, who were in the same boat, certainly had buses, team buses, players' buses, family buses, and that element that you speak of is probably the one glaring difference from the regular season to the playoffs. It, It usually is much more buttoned up. But it sounds like the the Dodgers, as you said, treated it like it was a regular season series. Yeah, and Tony, uh, the other consensus was the error that Trey Turner made at Dodger Stadium in Game 2 changed the momentum of not only that game, but the entire series. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I I heard after Game 1, where the Dodgers got out to that big lead early, uh, a lot of the coaches on the Dodgers staff said this was not the same Padre team because they, the Padres continued to fight in that first game and try to make it a game where in games past earlier last season, they would basically have the life sucked out of them and the game would be over. So there were warning signs even in game one that this was a different Padre team that the Dodgers needed to take more seriously than they did in the previous how many years. 
That is really, really interesting stuff. Again, we're joined by David Vasse, who covers the L.A. Dodgers uh, right now in 97.3 The Fan, Gwyn and Chris. David, obviously for the, the Padres, it's been um, a pretty interesting offseason, the addition of Xander Bogart, some of the other moves they've made. You look at last year, regular season, Dodgers win 111 games, Padres win 89, and uh, throwing out the projections and, and all the things like that. I mean, what's your take on what this division towards the top between the Padres and Dodgers could look like in 2023 do you anticipate it being and I think you alluded to it before by saying the the final couple of weeks of September but what do you anticipate this division race being like in 2023 well it's very rare that you see in one year one offseason 20 games made up but uh, the Padres started to make that ground up in the second half of last year. And with Juan Soto having a full year, a full spring training under his belt with the Padres, the addition of Bogarts, and you have Machado and Josh Hader having a full spring training with the Padres, uh, it feels like this is going to be a pennant race all the way down to the final weeks of September. It kind of has a feel as far as from the Padres' standpoint, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who went all in in Brady's first year, and the way the Rams went all in last year to win the Super Bowl. It feels like the Padres believe this is their window, especially after bouncing the Dodgers in the NLDS. They were not going to beat the Dodgers and take a step backwards. They smell blood in the water and doubled down on that during this past offseason. And Peter Seidler, the Padres owner, obviously – uh, is going to be aggressive, seeing the window that they have with Machado possibly opting out, and you know this Juan Soto window that the Padres have right now as well. So it feels like the Padres realize this is their window, and they were going all in. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no doubt about it. DV, it's not going to be long before uh, we're giving each other, you know, you know what, when we get down <laughs> to Arizona. Uh, I'll take, you know, Tony Gwynn, you could say a lot of great things about him, but do not take any Pacific Beach bar recommendations <laughs> from him on an off day. I won't, I won't roll any places under the bus, but let's just say Dave uh, wasn't too happy with my suggestion. <laughs> Dave, DV, man. No, I was not. <laughs> DV. There were flies around my nachos, and there was nobody in the place. DV, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Dave. Time with us, brother. Oh, can't wait to see you guys. Thanks. Dave say there on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. In my defense, I was trying to it send. Would, I was trying to send them to like a family friendly place. This is here in San Diego. This is here in San Diego. Oh, okay. He had. He wasn't actually. I think he had an off day or something okay. when they came down. And he was like, "Hey man, I got an off day. I want to go down to the beach and like watch the football games and have." And I and I. By the way, I haven't been down to PB. Or Mission Beach that's, in a long that, that's time. My, that's my area. So right there. you know, I, I gave him a, a recommendation that was from like 2009. Mm. So it might have been a little out, a little dated. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're nice places. In yeah, there's Beach. great places. I just figured that when I was there, all the places were great. Right. So I just sent them to one of my yeah. spots I remember. That was uh, what he was saying about fascinating the buses and the trip. I had not heard that before. That is fascinating. Yeah, no, and it, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a ton. I'm telling you, I I, I had the fortune of being on one pit playoff team. I got to be around my dad's teams when they went to playoffs. 
playoffs are just a different match. You could almost feel the intensity yeah. change, and it was a lot more regiment. And when you think about it, the Dodgers looked kind of shocked like they, at Petco they, Park they, those they looked, two nights. They looked like Very they thought it was a regular yeah. season. That's super interesting. I hadn't heard that either. All right. That uh, puts the 2 o'clock hour away. We head into the 3 o'clock hour with a daily gambit. Borgwin and Chris coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 